Three minutes till the biggest battle of our professional lives all comes down to today. You know the moment when the team morale is low, when it's do or die. You find out life's this game of inches. So is football. I'm talking, of course, about the big speech. And Al Pacino gives one of the most memorable ones ever in the 1999 football movie Any Given Sunday. On this team, we fight for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that itch. Another staple of football movies, the underdog story, like in Rudy from 1993. Ever since I was a kid, everybody said it couldn't be done. I always listened to them, believe what they said. I don't want to do that anymore. Rudy has become such a shorthand in sports fandom for that that person at the end of the bench who like practices with the team and you know bleeds and sweats and cries along with everybody else but doesn't get to play like that person has still made a sacrifice. Stephen Thompson is a host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour and a self-described sucker for underdog stories. It's not necessarily about like a dominant athlete winning it all or whatever. It's just about how important to a person it can be to get to play. And just as important in many football movies are the bonds formed on the field, often under extreme pressure. Like in the 2000 film, Remember the Titans. I've seen Remember the Titans no fewer than 25 to 40 times. Brittany Luce is the host of It's Been a Minute. There's something about that teamwork aspect that, and that connection on that emotional level that, to me, shines through more in a football movie than almost any other type of sports film. Consider this. The best football movies capture America's obsession with its most popular sport. Coming up, we talk about what makes a great football movie and why it feels like Hollywood doesn't make them anymore. From NPR, I'm Scott Detrow. It's Friday, February 9th. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles on everything you buy. Plus, get access to a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Details at CapitalOne.com. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Teladoc Health. There are lots of reasons for wanting to be healthy. Family, work, living a fuller life. Teladoc Health understands. Whether you have diabetes, high blood pressure, or just need to manage your weight, Teladoc Health can help. Visit TeladocHealth.com slash What's Your Why for more information. That's T-E-L-A-D-O-C Health slash What's Your Why. This message comes from NPR sponsor, BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com NPR today to get 10% off your first month. It's Consider This from NPR. And on this Super Bowl weekend, we are asking the question, what makes a great football movie? Here to help answer it are Brittany Luce, the host of fellow NPR show It's Been a Minute. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. And and Stephen Thompson, host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Scott. I know you're a big Packers fan. I'm sorry about the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs kind of supplanting them in many fronts. 
I hope you're. I I have no regrets. <laughs> it was a great season. <laughs> so look, sports movies are such a staple of American pop culture. You've got iconic basketball movies like White Men Can't Jump, and I will add Space Jam. Boxing films, obviously Rocky, <laughs> yes. many other examples. Baseball films, A League of Their Own, and many others. But Stephen, let me start with you. What makes a football film special, in your opinion? I think the best ones are about more than just football. And so, you know, when we talk about a movie like uh, Brian's Song from oh 1971, mm-hmm. uh, one of the like old, <laughs> it is to uh, a certain subset of film viewers what Old Yeller is to, <laughs> to kids. It is a, it is a guaranteed tearjerker. I love Brian Piccolo. And I'd like all of you to love him, too. And tonight, hit your knees. Please ask God to love him. It is about the real-life friendship between uh, members of... Uh, my least favorite football team, the <laughs> Chicago Bears, um, Brian Piccolo and Gail Sayers. And Brian Piccolo was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And the film is about their friendship and the way their friendship unfolds. And it is more than just about football, even though it is about a real-life football team and real-life football players. It is capturing and trafficking in real human emotions in ways that really work for it. So for me, the football films that work best for me aren't just necessarily like we have Mm -hmm, to win the big mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. or this plucky underdog, you know, can rise from the ashes or there's nothing in the rule book that says a mule can't kick a football uh, in an NFL game and win the Super Bowl, a la the 1976 film Gus. Um, I like football films that that are weaving in different storylines. What about you, Brittany? Okay, so I have a slightly different perspective because I don't watch football. I don't understand it. Uh-huh. Um, so it's not something that like – it's not part of my daily life. What do you think the appeal – of a sports movie is whether it's football or or any other sport why why do you think these movies work so well even with non-sports fans I think it's really similar to a good action film. I'm not really that into action films, but when I saw John Wick and also when I saw the second, <laughs> um, I never saw the first one, admittedly. To me, it's like the, the the elements that make that film work or that make John Wick films work are the same ones that make a good football movie work, which is that there is a very clear goal. And everybody knows what we have to do to accomplish it. It is like there is just a beautiful, simple story that is laid out in front of you. You know that it's about coming together or winning or not winning, but learning an emotional lesson. Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to follow the gameplay or even understand what a snap is or a yard down. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what any of it means. But it doesn't matter. There's a scoreboard that shows you exactly where you are in the story. Exactly. I just think there's something that's so, like, it's so easy to root for and easy to get behind and easy to get swept up Mm -hmm. in. The idea of there being this one big common goal that everybody's got to get on board with. All comes down to today. Either we heal as a team we're going to crumble. Yeah, I think I, I, I agree with that completely. I mean, it, Brittany mentioned action movies. One of the most frustrating things in a lot of action movies is these like long, boring, expository sequences where all they're really trying to say is like, 
they have this MacGuffin and I want it. Yeah. Mm. You know, and so like, so they wind up building up 45 minutes of boring lore that nobody's going to remember. A sports movie cuts right to the heart of it. This team has X number of points. We need Y number of points. And it's, it's, it just keeps the story on rails in ways that are very, that are very relatable. And anybody who's ever participated in any kind of athletic competition, I am not an athlete. I've never really competed in sports at any level outside of co-ed rec league softball, um, which I was very, very bad at. Um, you can still relate to it. If you've ever watched a sport on TV, if you've ever played a sport at any level, you understand kind of some of the feeling that goes into what mm-hmm. it would be like to win or lose. And I think, and so I think it's, it's an extremely relatable pathway to a lot of emotion. I wonder if, what, what either of you make of this. We were thinking about this and I feel like kind of hasn't been a good football movie in a while. And mm. the last few football movies I can think of. We're really more about football fandom than football players. Mm. Silver Linings Playbook, that 80 for Brady movie. 80, 80 for, for Brady. Brady. I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, either of you have any thoughts on why that may be? I think, I, I mean, I'll say this as somebody who's very far far outside of football, something that I've seen really progress over the last 10 years, whether we're talking about racism within the league and the way some people think about the um, NFL combines, whether we're talking about some of the domestic disputes and instances of intimate partner violence that have been, you know, caught on tape or whatever of players and, and you know, their partners, or even... You know, like all of the health risks that come along with playing uh, tackle football. Right. We just know way more about CTE than we did before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think that there's – I think that like maybe in the 90s and the earlier 2000s, before a lot of those things entered the sort of mainstream consciousness, I think that it was easier to lionize football. And I think that you can feel that lionization all over a lot of the films that we've discussed um, as this, you know, perfect encapsulation of American pastime. I know baseball is America's pastime, but I also think American football <laughs> kind of fits in there too. Um, and I just think now we know too much about the the risks associated with playing football or also some of like the, the not so nice underbelly of the celebrity machine and the like corporatization of the football league. I just think we know too much and it's hard to be able to look at the game the same way. I would also add that there's been a little bit of a hollowing out in the movie industry of mid-budget kind of, uh, kind of middle, for lack of a better term, middle-class films, uh, (laughs) films that aren't low-budget indies and aren't big-budget tentpole IP-driven yeah. films. And so we've lost a lot of rom-coms. We've lost lost a lot of underdog sports movies. We've lost yeah. a lot of these kind of mid-tier movies that, that you know, you can imagine watching on basic, basic cable at two o'clock in the afternoon back before mm. streaming was a thing. I, I think that contributes to it as much as as any larger kind of self-awareness around football. And I think, Scott, you you brought up something interesting in the question you asked, which was you mentioned that several of the most recent films have been about football fandom. You mentioned Silver Linings Playbook. You mentioned mm-hmm. 80 for Brady. One other film that I would throw out there that fits into that category, and I have to be careful when I talk about this because the, the writer-director is a friend of mine. There's a film called Big Fan oh, from yeah. 2009 that is, I think, as relevant to this Super Bowl as hmm 
any football film that has ever been made. Big fan is it stars Patton Oswalt as a as a super fan of the New York Giants. Let's go to my boy Paul in Staten Island. He always brings the leverage. Hey, sports dog. I can't tell you how sick I am of all these bozos hitting a receipt. Do you mind? Yes, I do. Go to bed, mom. And his life is upended when he's beaten up by his favorite player. Whoa. And if you want an examination of parasocial relationships with athletes and the way that fandom can be taken to extremes where it can subsume your identity and then leave you vulnerable to having your life upended, this film really gets at the heart of that. There is not a lot of gridiron action (laughs) in this film, but it is extremely relevant to a lot of the conversations that we have around these parasocial relationships with athletes. Stephen Thompson is a host of NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. And Brittany Luce is the host of NPR's It's Been a Minute. Thanks to both of you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. This episode was produced by Mark Rivers. It was edited by William Troop. And our executive producer is Sammy Yenigan. As we wrap up this week, a thank you to our Consider This Plus listeners who support the show. If that's not you, it could be. Supporters also hear every episode without sponsored messages. You can learn more at the link in our episode notes. It's Consider This from NPR. I'm Scott Detrow. What does it mean to be black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences, you'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Washington Wise. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. But what policy changes should investors be watching? Washington Wise is an original podcast for investors from Charles Schwab that unpacks the stories making news in Washington and how it may affect your finances and portfolio. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise.